Shabbat Shalom, and happy Pride, everybody. Once again, it's Pride Month. It's Pride Shabbat. But this year, Pride comes at a really scary time for the LGBTQIA community in our country. The American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, is currently tracking 491 anti-LGBTQ bills pending in the United States. Three of them right here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Already this year, more than 75 bills like this have passed. So last week, the Human Rights Campaign, the nation's largest lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer civil rights organization, officially declared a state of emergency for LGBTQ plus people in the United States for the first time in its more than 40 year history. But I'm not a member of the LGBTQ community. Many of you in this room might say, what can I do? Some of you in this room might ask. I'm gonna answer that question by focusing on one letter of the alphabet soup that is LGBTQIA plus, the A. It stands for ally. And that's maybe the most important member of this group that anyone can be. So why should anyone be an ally? And why am I talking about this here from the BIMA this morning? Why? Because being an ally is a Jewish value. The most important principle in the Torah, according to our sage Rabbi Akiva, is from Leviticus, where the Torah teaches us the Havta Lureacha Kamocha, love your fellow as yourself. And the Talmud in Maseket Shavuot has the famous phrase, Kol Yisrael Aravim Zabazeh, all Israel is responsible to look out for one another. How do we do this? How do we love our fellow? How do we look out for one another? Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, who lived around the turn of the 19th century, is a great scholar and chassid. He was known for writing some really wonderful fables, and I'd like to share one of those with you now. There was a young prince, and one day he decided that he was a rooster. He took off all his clothes, and he sat underneath the table, and he would only eat seeds and scraps, and his parents, the king and queen, were very concerned. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to help their son. So they put out a notice across the kingdom asking for folks to come try and help heal him, and there would be a reward. And a bunch of people came, and no one could figure out how to help this young man, this young rooster. And finally, a sage came. And you know what he did? He took off all his clothes and sat down underneath the table with the young rooster prince. And he ate the bird seed and he ate the scraps. The story continues that uh, after a few days he said, you know, just because we're roosters doesn't mean we can't put on clothes. So they got some clothes. Well, just because we're roosters doesn't mean we have to just eat this. And they had a great meal. Just because we're roosters 
doesn't mean that we're not part of society. What's the lesson? What's the moral of this fable? I think Rabbi Nachman is teaching us that sometimes the best way to help someone or to get to know them is to meet them where they are. Walk in their shoes or walk barefoot with them. See the world from underneath their table. Even more so, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov is teaching us that we must serve as allies to people who are different from us, to people who don't experience the world the same way we do. I'm not trying to compare being a member of the LGBT community to having a mental illness, nor am I suggesting that anyone should try to change someone else to make them dress or talk or think a certain way. But if we sit down underneath the table with them, if we put on the same fabulous rooster clothes, if we eat the same fabulous food, and we share our experiences, and we see each other for who we are, if we see that person for who they are rather than who the world thinks they should be, are we not performing a holy act? Here's another example by way of Hollywood. In 1939, The Wizard of Oz was released and became one of the most important and beloved films that Hollywood has made and a message of hope to a lot of members of the LGBT community. A little girl dreams of a place where she might fit in, where she too might fly with the bluebirds. She then discovers herself in a strange land where she's given a quest her best friends become the characters who accompany her on her path. The three are incredibly different from one another. The scarecrow hasn't got a brain. The tin man hasn't got a heart. The lion doesn't have any courage. They're also, these three, incredibly different from this young woman who's come to their land from the far-off world of Kansas. But they become Dorothy's closest companions and fiercest allies. The friendships, which began when each asked to join her on her quest, are unconditional. None of them ask her to change. No one wants her to be somewhere, she, be someone she wasn't. They don't prevent her from reaching her destination or fulfilling her dream. They just say, can I come with you? They accompany Dorothy and as her allies, their wildest wishes, too, are granted. In this week's Torah, Parsha Beha'alotecha, read of an epic journey as the Israelites begin their 40-year-long trip through the desert. And as they are embarking, Moses asks his brother-in-law, Chobab, to come with them. Although Chobab initially refuses, Moses implores the man, saying, Please do not leave us, inasmuch as you know where we should camp in the wilderness and can be our eyes. So if you come with us, we will extend to you the same bounty that Adonai grants us. Here, too, accompaniment, allyship, has its rewards. God's bounty, but also responsibility. Ibn Ezra reminds us that Moses is imploring Habab to show the Israelites the way. 
so too, LGBTQ folks, especially youth, need allies to show them the way and sometimes to pave that way for them. I myself am incredibly reliant upon and grateful for allies who've opened a path for me. As a gay man, I would not have been able to enroll in JTS's rabbinical school, but in 2006, three straight men, Rabbi Elliot Dorsch, Rabbi Avram Reisner, and my teacher, Rabbi Daniel Nevins, published a teshuva, a legal document which applies to conservative Judaism, allowing gay and lesbian folks to participate fully in our communities, not only as members, but as leaders. Openly gay and lesbian rabbinical students were finally able to enroll at the seminaries. It took me a few more years to get there, but once I did, I finally got to learn Torah from one of those three amazing men and allies. The backbone of the legal document is the Jewish value of kavod habriot, human dignity. This is the same value, by the way, that prompted my grandfather of blessed memory to be a fierce ally to black students participating in sit-ins during the 1960s in Georgia. It's the value the sage used when he met the rooster prince. The sage saw the young no nobleman. He accompanied him. He has served as an ally. It's the right thing to do. Being an ally is essential. Being an ally is a mitzvah. Remember our text from the Talmud, Kol Yisrael Arvim Zabazeh. All Israel is responsible to look out for one another. All Israel, all. Gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, queer, trans. We are commanded to be allies for each other. And there's so many ways you can be an ally. Put pronoun stickers on your name tag. Support organizations like the Human Rights Campaign or the ACLU that help fight for rights, including those of LGBTQ people. Cheer on folks who are proudly participating in a pride march. Support your kids or grandkids or neighbors no matter how they identify. We need more allies because an estimated 1.8 million LGBTQ kids are likely to consider suicide this year. That's one every 45 seconds. But allies, folks like you, people who show them that it gets better and that they're going to be welcome in communities like ours, these are a great way to stand up against that. We need more allies because providing queer people with affirming care and love is essential, not just from LGBTQ peers, but from our allies. We need more allies because each of us is created with Salem Elohim in the divine image, and each of us deserves to be treated as such, regardless of gender identity, regardless of who we love. We need more allies. And this community has shown its allyship in so many ways. And each of you has done something important. You've shown up here this morning for Pride Shabbat. 
So my request to you is keep showing up. Keep working with Keshet, uh, an organization that works with LGBTQ uh, equality. Keep working with J Proud Philly, the Jewish, LGP, the Jewish Philadelphia LGBTQ consortium. Come to the Pride Picnic organized by all four conservative schools in the area tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock at Har Zion. Keep showing up. Keep standing up. Put up a line sign, proclaiming your allyship. Please be an ally. It's a mitzvah. Shabbat shalom and happy pride.